Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Mayor Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Oh, Shalom Aleichem, welcome everyone to Tuesdays with Taira. It's a pleasure to see everyone. We have a lot of new faces today. Shkarech for coming in this cold and uh, for joining us in Taira uh, Hashem, Bezaz Hashem. We're going to continue our quest of uh, Peleoids. So, um, this week we're going to be talking about choosing the right career, the career path. In Hebrew, he calls it umnus. What you call for umnus, and this is relevant to everyone, really. It's relevant for the the fathers and mothers and parents that are looking for their children. It's relevant for all of us that are looking for the right career path, or to give advice to friends or relatives on what career path they should do. Um, so here goes. Okay, it's uh, wonderful stuff. The Palioids brings down the Chazal. The Gemara says that there is a chiv, believe it or not. Now don't, don't everybody like it, because it's not done too much, but please don't have any uh, complaints on your parents, because uh, unfortunately this is not really done so much, but there's a chiv, there is a obligation of every single father to make sure that his son has a career. And that is, included in that is finding a school or a vocation or apprenticeship for your son. Why it's not done? Because, whatever, certain things happen. To make sure, to find your son, not a job, to find a position, exactly, exactly, two things. The Gemara says the same thing. you got to teach him how to swim, and you got to teach him a job. And they're both very similar. Because if you don't have a job, you don't have a profession, you don't have what to do, you sink. Right? So... Uh, it's, it goes so much so as the halacha is that you're allowed to talk on Shabbos, right? When you're not allowed to talk business, you're allowed to, allowed to talk, hey, somebody meet somebody in shul. And you're allowed to tell them, hey, you, um, you have uh, any, any good, uh, what's a good school for, for plumbing? My, my son wants to do plumbing. What's a good school for it? How much is the tuition? Uh, are they accepting? Do you have any, uh, you know, uh, pull? Uh, what can I, uh, whatever you talk about. Or, uh, Yanko, you're in uh, construction. My son is very good with his hands. Could he join you as an apprentice? He'd love to be a carpenter. He's, he makes great stuff. Look at the stender that's falling apart. Um, <laughs> but he's a father, so he doesn't see it falling apart. But, um, but uh, they're, they're, you're allowed to talk about it on Shabbos. On Shabbos. And we even have one of the Zemiris sings. Uh, we sing it if we sing Zemiris. Is that l'shadech uh, lebanos to you allowed to uh, and, and to teach umnus to teach umnus even so it says everything on Shabbos is not, you're not allowed to talk right mimsachevscha daber daber except for these things these things you're allowed to, that's such why because it's a chiv without teaching your son he said without teaching your son a a umnus you're going to teach him how to steal he's going to be desperate he has to feed his family he has to feed himself right he's got you're going to teach him how to do things which are 
not right. You're going to teach him to deal drugs, but by not teaching, because that's an easy thing, right? You're going to teach him things which to steal, to do things which are not allowed. So that's a chiv. That's something that we have to do, and it's very, very much overlooked. Okay, so he did. He didn't do it, right? What like? Don't don't be hard on dad, please. Um, just figure it out yourself. We're we're big we're big boys, and we have to figure it out ourselves. So uh, now we have to choose a career or to choose something. How do we do it? So he says he brings down the Gemara. He says since we all know we all maimin b'nei maimin, we all believe in Hashem. We all believe that everything comes from Hashem, and whatever we do could come. You can make money selling manure and toothpicks and be a billionaire doing that. Right, and you could be a diamond dealer. Look at look what's going on now. I just picked that out of the hat. Diamond dealers are all finished. You could be a diamond dealer and have no parnasa. I have a friend that's a diamond dealer. He's, he's he's home most of the time. He says that the market is dead for some reason. I'm not sure exactly what what the dynamics is or why, but everyone in diamonds knows that it's 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 like finished. You know, here's the most beautiful, like nice. You're dealing with stones and precious. It's like a more enjoyable, but it doesn't matter. It's all coming from Hashem. So the Gemara says as follows: Gemara says, since everything is coming from Hashem, therefore you should pick something that is clean and nucky, uh, clean and a uh, nakel easy, and um, and then be mispal lemisha ha'oisha shaloi to the person, to the one, not person, to the one that the wealth belongs to him. Who is that? Shem, right? So pick, pick something you you that's clean. Okay, so let's figure out what is clean and light, right? Because um, you might as well enjoy it, right? Now, I I personally say, you know, a lot of a lot of guys. I speak to a lot of people um, about careers. What? Lighting, lighting. Right, right. I speak to a lot of people about careers and about things, and a lot of people have the impression, I, and I just disagree with it, but you can tell me you're, you're, you're entitled to, everyone's entitled to my opinion. Okay. Um, so, uh, I, a lot of people, like guys say, no, I don't feel, I, I, I want to be creative, I don't feel good, and that's really nice to have. But I believe that when it comes to, and that I want a good environment, I want something that, uh, that's, that's, that speaks to my, that, you know, that I like, that, it, it, that gives me a spark and makes me... Uh, that's all really nice, but the bottom line is, is that a guy has to make a parnasa. And I think that once he starts something and he's successful in it, even if he's selling light bulbs, he'll enjoy it. He'll, uh, he'll enjoy it once he's successful in it, right? Uh, and Tim, serious. I, when I was going into lighting, I remember I had a nephew that told me, no, no, "Don't, don't do lighting. Come on, do something that's not for you. Come on, it's like, uh, you know, it's a true story." But uh, the bottom line is, is that you start to enjoy something that you can do good with, and that you're successful. So, of course, you don't want to push yourself. In, and somebody has two left hands, and he goes into into you know cabinetry making. That's 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 a no no. Or somebody that that is meek and doesn't shouldn't go into sales, but but it's, there's a lot of things that he could go into that doesn't necessarily have the creative. The people have the the, the feeling of I want to have the attaché case and 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 be in Wall Street on with a nice. Uh, that's baloney. That is totally not tyrannic, and that's something that you should not enter. Oh, you're gonna say, oh, Misha Shalat. The only person that can say that is a girl, is a woman who's married, and. Hopefully, her husband should be the main breadwinner. So she already is doing a career as a second income. So she already can say, "I want a good atmosphere. 
I want to have people that I can enjoy with. I want to be able to go in and, and have a good time. Not us. Not us, guys. Uh, that's, that's what I believe. If you disagree, then you're, you're allowed to disagree, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> um, so, so, but, but still, even in that, in that uh, realm of have, picking something, we definitely should have it. The Torah says, the Chazal say, pick something clean and light. So what is that? So we have to be careful from uh, things that are stealing, lying, ribis. My, re- my Rebbe, Reb, uh, Reb Shalom Shechter from Eretz Yisrael, anyone, anyone ever heard of him? Um, so he was, yeah, right? Not, not your Rebbe Shechter, he's not related, I don't even think. Um, so yeah, the brisket. But he was very, very strong in all of us not to be a lawyer. That was his, like, whatever you do, whatever you do, he used to say, don't be a lawyer. That's, that's, please. Now, a lot of guys <laughs> went and became lawyers. But, what's interesting, so why, what was his, his problem with lawyers? His problem was, lawyers, he says, are liars. Lawyers are liars. I mean, he's old school. But, the truth is, is that in a certain way, that's correct. I'll tell you why. He was thinking of the lawyer as the old and, you know, the guy that goes into court and says, this murderer is innocent. He didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, so you have, he says you have to lie. Um, and that could be true for criminal law. I mean, you know that your client is guilty and you're going in and you're fighting and you're screaming and you're bringing riots that are made up, trumped up, that is that innocent. Or even in a suing case, right? Where you're suing somebody, you can know that he doesn't really deserve the money, but you're going into court, and in front of court, under oath, you're saying that he's... So, that's a profession that you really shouldn't be doing. That's not for a Yiddish person. However, and there are cases when it's very important. There's, uh, you know, there's criminal, criminal lawyers that help you not, not stay, because we know that if, a, if a, one of us, or a, or a Yid, a rabbi gets caught, they're going to throw the book at him. Rabashkin, you know, some, some uh, bank fraud, it's 27 years, right? When, when murderers and, and, and rapists and, and thieves and bank robbers don't get anywhere near that, nothing close. But because we're, we're, we're the chosen people, we're going to get the books on. So you need to have the lawyers you know, to have, like, like the Ben Brofmans and, and the like. But um, what? Right, pigeon shvuyim helping them out. So there's 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 reasons why you can do that. But in general, he didn't like that. However, um, so many of the guys. I have a good friend of mine who who he wanted to be a lawyer. He's very set on it. So he went into law. However, he didn't do criminal law. He did something called condo conversions. And basically, what that is is that what? It's a mistake. It's I'm not. It's so basically, when you build the condos or you build the thing, you have to now go into court. It's a very complex thing, and you make it into um, condominiums. It's conversion. You convert it. It break it up. You break up a thing, and and it's very very legal. Um, and there there's no lying. And I'm sure that he had he and he's great at it. He's like the top of the field. His name is Yossi Kunzlinger from Muncie, New York. Uh, and Yossi, I want a commission on every single one that calls you from dinner. Uh, what? His father. Yeah, yeah. Daniel's father. Yes. Yeah, his our, yes. He, so I, I believe strongly, and he never told me this, but I believe that he had Rabbi Shalom Shechter's ringing, don't be a lawyer, don't be a liar. And he picked something that was lawyer, but you don't have to lie. So there's, it, it's a profession, but it's clean and neat, and it's not something which is, um, which you don't have to, you know, do things which are connected to Torah. And that's, uh, so 
did it, but did it in a way that was that was kosher. Um, what else? What else is like a, something which you should uh, be careful? And that is like ribis, let's say, hard money loans or even regular loans. You got to be careful um, for a couple things, or should I say, money money laundering? I mean, money uh, advancing, cash advance. No, it's not true. It's not money laundering. Nobody does that. Uh, but but cash advance, right? Those kinds of things. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. If if somebody wants to and somebody needs it, in certain cases, you're helping the person out, even if it's, you know, 45, 55, 65 percent. But you got to be careful about two things, right? You got to be careful. It is. That's that's what they go for. But. What? 140, Okay, could be. You have to be careful about ribis, and about ribis is very, very, it's, it's a Torah, Torah prohibition. It's very, very dangerous. Uh, you have to be careful. Now, go explain to Michael Friedman somewhere in, in, in Minnesota that has absolutely no, you're in cash of that? No, who's, a lot of us are. But go explain, right? This is something which you have to be very careful, and people don't want to do it. I get calls all the time about it. Yes, and you have to ask after Michael Friedman out in Memphis, Tennessee, who doesn't even know what a, that he's he's a Jew. Um, you have to explain to him. You have to explain to him a heteriska. Not only you just send, send him sign it. No, no, he has to understand what it means. And sometimes I get calls that they don't want to sign. They're scared to sign. Can I do it? No, you can't do it. No, absolutely not. Well, I'm at, I'm in Toulouse. Uh, I'll give the shul half the money. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, but they don't say half. If they would have, they would have been allowed. But um, <laughs> they only said like a third. You know. Um, so, but the truth is that the, these are things that are. It's a derisive. It's something that it's it's, it's uh, you know go you know turn you know go drive in a car and and have a good time at Shabbos. Like what's it's this is not something which we do, and it's overlooked. And also Gnevis das. You know that nobody wants to actually tell the guy. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tell him this is the way it works. You tell him. Yeah, you know what? You need it for two weeks. No problem. It's it's five percent. It's five percent a day, you know. <laughs> but it's not you. You you uh, crew it over the year. It's really sixty-five percent, right? But but if the guy's taking it only two weeks, it probably is like five percent, right? Because ten percent for the month, mm-hmm. and then uh, one hundred and twenty percent for the year, right? Whatever. It's, it's you're getting it for five percent. It's it's sure. It's a no no problem. But you got to be careful about that, and that's how it's done. Some of it. And that's Geneva's Das. Now, if it's, you know, you, that's against the terror. That's like a kind, kind of stealing. And you don't want, it's not worth having, having money stolen. What else? Another example is nursing homes and perhaps, I mean, everyone's in it and there's nothing wrong and it's great. And it's, a, but you have to be careful because if the care, the idea of the nursing home is once speaking to somebody in it and he says, yeah, we, we, if, if we could, we'd starve them to death, you know? We give them the minimum that they are allowed. And it's all about making money, and it's true, you can do it, but you have to remember that if you cause somebody to get sick or to chas v'shalom die, um, if you listen to the governor, right, it's, it's uh, whose fault is it, you know? It's, you're, you're really, you know, have, hold a responsibility, a great responsibility of somebody's care, people who are frail. Now, it's the same life that you kill is if it's a, a 98-year-old, you know, great-great-grandmother that's senile, and 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 a, a, a young uh, you know twenty year old guy. It's it's the same same prohibition of of a life, 
It's just people take it more lightly. Yeah, it's no, an old senile. Old right, but that, but for the Torah, it's not that way. We don't, we don't. The Torah doesn't uh, count it like insurance companies, um, and also hotels and and, and nursing. We open Shabbos, so they're a terror, and you have to be careful to do it. It's very very hard. The Shtar Shabbos, Shtar Shabbos means to um, you know have have a guy own that. It's it's very complex. I've seen it been being done. Um, by the certain star guy, a rabbi, a special rabbi, that just does this, um, and he, it's a whole transaction, and it's a soul, and it's, it's not just a, not just like a, it's even more advanced than the the star of chametz. So these things have to be done, and if it's not done, it's very scary. So you have to some, that's something that to think about. And even if it is done, you know who wants to who wants to play around with it. So if you have a choice, you try to stay away these kinds of things. Um, what what does it mean like easy? Obviously not easy, but uh, of course there are there are things um, that you can do that that can be like you can have more of a life and things you can do that have le- have less of a life. I have a coworker that his father owns a pizza store in Bar Park, and he said to me, my father said, I don't, I will not let any of you do a pizza store because. There's no Fridays. There's no Matzoy Shabbos. Sundays are packed. There's no, you know, a second Shabbos is over. You're you're out the door. Um, it's a, just more of a different lifestyle when you do these kinds of things. So, you know, if you could choose, if it falls into your lap, fine, of course. But if you have a choice and you could pick something else that you can be with the family more, you can, you can go. Then that's something which not doesn't mean kala that you should. Just relax. I want to chill. I mean, chill. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that that is not. That's not what it means. It means is that certain. You know, because part of part of the idea of, of working is the shtalus. We're going to get to that. Okay. So Peliyot says as follows: If a person is very rich, and he or he has a business or both, right? He should still send himself and his son. For a profession. Now, the interesting thing is the Peleites did not consider um, like selling business as a profession. So he felt that even if you're a businessman, in other words, if you want teaching your kid to to buy buy and sell here, go to China, order these cups and sell it, you know, that, that's not considered a profession. You're not yaitsu with that sort of. I think he doesn't say that right, but he says that's not schayra is not a not a profession. Schayra is buying and selling and buying and selling, and he says. And it's so funny the way he says. It. I'm looking now. What's going on with Corona? Businesses are fa- guys. Are you seeing this, or is it only me? So many businesses are failing. First of all, the hotel industry—they're—they're they're selling them. Anybody wants cheap so cheap hotels? They're—they're they're on auctions all over the place because they're—they're failing. There's um, in the private restaurants now. Restaurants, exactly. You can get anyone want a restaurant in Manhattan, you know. But you still got to pay the rent and insurance and that they're not and, and the taxes they're not letting up on that. So there's businesses are failing, but in all industries everything is affected, and businesses are failing right and left, right. But a guy that's a doctor, a lawyer, he's gonna he might have a lower, but he's gonna always have an accountant, uh, yeah, even a, a plumber, a, a, a whatever a profession, a technician, a uh, X-ray technician. He's gonna be. He's going to be doing something regardless of people always need that. It might be slower, but there's always, it's not going to be. And he says, you see it in the world that things, who, people think they have a businesses that are, 
that our, our Kodak is going to, you know, the biggest corporation and the biggest uh, businesses and uh, Xerox and whoever, whatever, these things, technology changes, things happen. That's why it's called, money is called what? Zuz. What's Zuz? Zuz mean? It says Zuzim. Zuzim, it's moving. It's always moving. It's moving from one person to another person. It's always, it's always moving. So um, that's why, and you see that sometimes, you know, the businesses fail. And if you, you know, had, had schooling behind you and you have a um, degree in uh, whatever it is, it's something that you can always go into. And doesn't mean that you have, if you have to do many lawyers are in business or, or, or doing other things, but um, that's what he says. He says very, very important if you can do it, and, and if you're in business, if you're in, if you're in the uh, business world, and you could take off sometimes and get a, a vocation, get a something else uh, that can keep you. That's it's important to have. Um, and one of the things he says is the values of professions is number one, you have an easier life. Um, a story I, I heard from uh, <laughs> Rev. Um, Eli Mansour, he said in, in Cher once this fellow had a nice business, he had the, what, the Rainbow Workshops, whatever it was, uh, he had a lot of business, a lot of stores all over the place, like a hundred stores, and he ca- comes into Shabbos, he was, came into Shabbos with big sunglasses, and he says, Charlie, what? <laughs> it's snowing outside, and the sun is not that strong, what do you need the sunglasses? So he took off his sunglasses and he showed him his eyes were bloodshot. Charlie, what happened to you? You got beat up? He says, no, I I haven't slept in days. He says, I I have so many issues going on with my stores and I have one that's foreclosing and this and that, suing and and, and so many things happened to me. Boom, at one time, I can't sleep and I haven't slept for two weeks. I fall asleep and I can't fall asleep. I'm thinking about all what to do. I fall asleep. I wake up. Ten minutes later, I'm up. And no matter how tired I am, I, I can't sleep. So, you know, these kinds of things are, are, are really normal for business. I mean, it happens, you know, things happen. And uh, it's, it's, it's the value of life. And a professional person usually, you know, it doesn't happen. Yeah, they get into an issue with accountant, then with this. And there's always issues. Because if there wouldn't be issues, then we'd be dead. It's not a perfect world. But it's not the same thing sometimes as a business. So he says sometimes there, is, there, are, um, there, there are big advantages to being in a, like in a career, in a, just in a profession. And you, know, you come home at night, you close the office, that's it, it's over. You know, you're not bringing it home with you. Um, and uh, he said, he talks about living up. You know, people are, go crazy to live up to the Joneses. We all do that. We all have to have that car. We have to have that house. That, that we have to make that, that, that wedding. I personally know of, I have a friend that is, everyone thinks is very rich. And he has a parnasa. I mean, he, he, but he's nowhere near rich. Not only that, he lives crazy. Uh, but nobody knows that he borrows from everyone. He can't afford his wedding. He can't afford his weddings. He makes his parties and bar mitzvahs and 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 uh, cars he drives and it's something that you know he lives in a he feels like I think he was poor growing up I, I don't know exactly what the issue is but there are many people like that and he's nowhere he owes money he everything he has is mortgage to a health and he owes money to everyone and he lives a very very he lives like a double standard life um, 
I know because he owes me money. So, uh, <laughs> and I don't, uh, I don't see it coming back so fast. Because I see what you know. He, so the only ones that know know the real story is the people that he bar that borrow, you know, that lend the money. You know, because they're not getting it back so fast. It's it's really really sad. And there's, unfortunately, there's a lot of people like that. And uh, so that's something to work on yourself. Is like, I, no, I, I could be happy with that. I don't. That guy has it. though what? I'm. I'm just as comfortable in, in, in my Hanna court. It's not like, you know, especially if you have the LS version, you know, that's, uh, it, I don't, it's, it's really, I don't live, I sleep just as good on my bed, you know, and, in, in my apartment. It's, it's, I have really, and I'm eating just as good food. You know, you don't need to, a lot of the things that people think they need, and it really makes, makes the, uh, the blood pressure rise. And Nebuch, the person who's living big, uh, cannot live as long as the person who's, who learns how to live a little bit more simply. Of course, you have to push to make, uh, you know, we need a lot of money, us from Yidin. <laughs> the Goyim don't, don't have this. You know, they have the Thanksgiving once a year. You hear about it. I don't know if anyone works with the Goyim. They hear it. I'm talking about Thanksgiving and the turkey and the this and the shmata turkey that they have. We have much nicer meals two times every week, right? Friday night and Shabbos day. We, our Shabbos meal kills the Thanksgiving dinner with the, the dry turkey and cranberry sauce, you know? Uh, come on, you know? And, and it's so much more money every, like the standard, uh, even with the beef, beef jerky. Here, let me show, see that. The, you know, the, 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 the T. Jones... Uh, Who makes that? The, the T. Jones beef jerky that What's people have. T-bones, T-bones, T-bones. T-bones, yeah. You know, this is, this is what we have to have, right? We all have to have this. This is the Jewish life. Um, okay, no hechshu yet, so they can't. Uh, anyway, Vam Ritz Hashem. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be thrown out of uh, five towns. Uh, another hechshu. Okay. Um, so, so, um, so, so that, that's, that's very, very important that we have to realize that, yeah, we do have to make a lot of money. We need a lot of money to live uh, a, a, a Yiddish life. So, you know, people, uh, I remember going to a, a uh, Project Inspire once, and there was a shear that was, la- that was labeled um, my, uh, The Evils of Money. And it's so funny, I went to the shear, and it was a Sunday, The Evils of Money, right? I went to the shear, and he was talking about the evils of money. I was laughing because, uh, you know, the, the weekend cost uh, $1,500 to be inspired, you know? And I'm sitting here with the evils of money. I wouldn't have the money. I can't have the inspiration, you know? And, and unfortunately, we always try to get, you know, people to come and speak. And, and the way they charge is like, yeah, you know, and they're allowed to charge, you know, whatever they are, but... To be inspired, Yiddish guy costs a lot of money. You know, people won't come for under a thousand dollars for a speech. You know, that's a good. You know what? They are Jewish. Yeah, yeah, they're Jewish, and they need to make a So, but the bottom line is, even even our Jewishness stuff costs money, right? No, no, absolutely, absolutely. Everything, of course, everything. Food could be evil, or food could be great. It depends how you use it, obviously, you know. So, um, so that's that's. Um, so that's what's important that we should realize, um, you know, that we have to not, instead not run after money, but uh, we have to kind of, we have to make a lot of money. I remember there was a panel, uh, one of these uh, Parnassa panels, 
from the Aguda or some, I'm not sure, I don't think it was for Aguda, but one of the another organizations, a panel for Yidin. I wasn't there, but I watched um, the, the video of it, of to young people advice. Uh, young from people on how to get a Parnassah, how to keep a Parnassah. So there was a panel, and they asked the panel questions. On the panel was a, was a few people, a rabbi, and a very, very rich person that everyone knows, an Askin, and a rich, very, very, very rich person, that, that uh, one of the rich, richer Jews in, in the Klai Yisrael. And he was on the panel, because, you know, I was not on the panel. No. Uh, anyway, they asked, uh, so it's very interesting, the, ra- the rabbi was talking, and the rabbi was saying, that, um, you know, you have to come into a job with Mamuna and Betachen, you have to realize, you work your hours, you come home, it's 9 to 5, and this is what I believe in, yes, you know, of course, in the beginning, you're busy, you're starting something, you've got to put in the extra time, if your boss is doing a project, you don't leave at 5 o'clock or 5.30, whenever it is, you finish it, if it's 8, 9, whatever it is, but in general, right, in general, you try to get your job, you know, between the, the hours of 9 to 5, 9 to 6, whatever it is, and have your storm, have your life, have your family, have your, your friends, and, and, you know, have your life. And Hashem is going to make, and you do that, when you're at work, you work, your, you, work you know, diligently and, um, to make that work happen correctly. Fine. That's what he was saying. The other, the, this rich fellow was on, was at the, whole, the whole time, he was on, as he was on the panel, like listen, other way, he was in front, on the panel, he was on his cell phone the whole time. It was like, the whole time, you know, whatever that, looking up, they asking him a question, looked up, what, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. You know, and then it was his turn to talk. And he said, no, 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 I have three things that I gotta tell you, tell you young people, and that's work, work, work. Never stop working. They said, Sunday? Yes, Sunday. Uh, Friday? Yes. You never stop working. You want to make it? You never... And they were like, I didn't... I didn't we didn't like, really you know, want this guy coming up. But he was going on. And he, but he has a point as well. In other words, it, a, a lot of the young... He, and he's right. He said, a lot of the young guys come and they think they're going to make uh, right away. They're going to come in. They come into his company. They think they're going to make it in a few hours or, or to be relaxed and the chill. And they don't realize in order to make it, you want to chill, chill later on. In the beginning, you got to really put in a lot of extra work, 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 and so somewhere in between that is 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 is, is closer to uh, you know the, the right way. But um, I, I met this fellow two uh, two, the, two nights ago. Um, this young Hasidish uh, younger man. His name was he told me his name was Yankee Reisman. He's a young man full of chayin. He comes over to me. We were at a vart. He says, "Ah, oh, you're Rabbi Mayor Badner." He said, "Yes. How do you know me? Turn any time." Wow, I watch the Shirim. I love the Peleites. When is the next Peleites coming out? When is it? I said, just tune in tomorrow, tomorrow night, you know. Come from Barapak, he's a Barapak Yid. So I said, you know, great. You know, you're a young man. I'm talking about, the next thing we're talking about, career choices. What's your career? Tell me about it. So he tells me, um, I, actually, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm still in Kyle, I'm learning, but I'm going into a career. And he told me a very nice, I said, what are, you, what are you going to choose? Did you research what you're going to do? So he says, I did a lot of research. And he said, um, I decided I'm going to go into sales. And the reason why I'm going to go into sales is because I, I love to learn and I want to stay in learning as much as possible. And I have the personality of sales. 
and like he came over to me, you know, that was, you know, somebody who's not scared to come out, meet a stranger and to introduce himself. And he could have been wrong. He could have said, no, I'm, I'm Mr. Horowitz, uh, you know. Um, so he, uh, he has said, the reason why I want to do sales is because he told me as follows, I want to make the most money possible in the shortest amount of time so I can, I can stay as much, put as much time in learning. And that's true because if you can do the sales and you're successful in sales, Right then, then you can salesmen right in in most companies. Look at most companies. Who works the least amount of time and makes the most money? So the the sales guys, right? What? The boss. The boss. Besides <laughs> to the boss, all right. The bo- besides to the boss, it's, it's a sales. But you have to have that 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 personality. You have to have, if you're not. And and then most of the people in the companies, even though they see that. They don't want sales. No, 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 no. no. And I, I don't like to be a schnarrer. They're scared of being a schnarrer. The truth is we're all schnarrer. The whole, the whole, uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what business is all about. You know, even a lawyer is a schnarrer. You know, if you want to use my services, you know, there's marketing. What's marketing? Schnarring, right? It's just a nicer word for it. But we help you schnarr too. Exactly. Of course, of course, right. <laughs> but but that's, uh, that was, it was, a very, it was a very interesting way of, of looking at it. And it's very true, very right. And I... Uh, that's good, and atzlacha to to Yankee, and I hope he uh, makes it big. Um, so, but I did. But there is something. There is a but. Is actually. Tell you something. No, no, no. He didn't tell. He doesn't know what he's in. There, there is uh, actually um, a. Um, there's actually a, a couple uh, sales guys that came over to me that they weren't doing well, and they were talking to me. This is a few weeks ago, and I started talking to them, and I asked them, you know, what to do. They they're in sales. Um, and there, you know, it was a little bit better. Now it's very shock. So it is COVID. Everything is down. Everything is down. Um, but I started asking them, like, okay, so how how do you how how often do you see new customers? When do you go visit your old customers? And it turned out, this is the truth, that they never visit anyone. They stay in the office, and they call and they try to. Well, he said they, they they don't they don't like, you know, seeing somebody. I said first of all, right off the bat. That's not going to get you sales, right? You have to go out, and you can't be lazy. One of the things is that style has to be that you're out there, and especially sales. If you're not in front of somebody, you bring them something, tell them something. You come down and you say, you know, I just wanted to show you an, a, a new item, a new thing. Or make excuse to visit them. I, and as, especially, I was talking to them. It was Hanukkah time. I said, it's Hanukkah. You brought a Hanukkah gift. So you have to be very careful because. You're not allowed to give a, a non-Jew a, a Christmas uh, gift or bonus. It cannot be because that's Yom Eid. It's a Mishnah. It's halacha. It's a Mishnah. You can't. You're, that means that you're you're admitting to their the 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 holiday, and that's a, a Christ holiday. So and we have a different religion. So what you have to do is you have to give it as a seasons uh, or year end. Uh, New Year's is no is no problem or. You know, most people do. Here's a here's a holiday, a Hanukkah gift, right? It's a, it's our holiday, holidays of Hanukkah. So if you do it around the same time, it's fine. But if it's like three weeks after Hanukkah, you're coming in. And here's a holiday. Obviously, it's a, it's a New Year's gift, a year-end gift, uh, seasons greetings. Uh, so I told him, I said it was Hanukkah time. I said, I, you went around, you gave a you gave a gift. He says, yeah, actually, the boss allowed us to gave us a lot of stuff, but we we, we didn't we didn't give. I said once a year. To go around, give them a bottle of booze, a bottle of chocolate, uh, a box of chocolate, something. That's the most important thing. So, of course, if you're going to say, I'm going to do sales, and I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm rely on Hashem. Although, if you're very, very big, it works. 
we're not on that level. That's what Chazal say. It depends on Amuna will come. If you're really on the level to believe that Hashem, I, I can, they're going to come to me. I'm going to open my office and the calls are going to come in. And I believe that. But that means that you have to start, you know, by the house. That the, you know, there's a big mortgage, or you have to show something that you really believe that. But if not, then you got We got to do a stylus. So Mitz Hashem, we should all take the Pelias. This is amazing advice. And today is uh, Shear is sponsored. Thank you very much by David Bodenheim. That's a guy that uh, you know shows the right thing. Uh, his uh, it's a yard site for his father, I believe, Naftali Ben Avram. He should be a male. It's He should have a lot of enough and, and nachas from him and from all of us. We'll see you, Mitzvah Shem, next week. Thanks.